0: Good morning. Welcome to Talk Line on the Metro News Radio Network. Do not attempt to change the station. You are surrounded.
1: From the studios of WVRC Media and the Metro News Radio Network. The voice of West Virginia comes the most powerful radio show in West Virginia.
2: This, this is Metro News Talk Live
3: with, with Hoppy Kirchable.
2: Check set link. Activated Tello's telephone. telephone. Switch, Switch network, network control, control, control from Charleston, from Charleston to, to Morgantown. Stand by. Cue Hoppy, you're on. <laughs>
1: Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kirchival is brought to you by Encova Insurance. Encircling you with coverage to protect what you care about most. Visit Encova.com to learn more. Good
0: morning. Welcome to the show. Talk Line on Metro News from the Encova Insurance Studios. Hoppy Kirchival with you. Jack Carlson handling the video stream. You can watch at WV WVMetroNews.com. The phone number is 1-800-765-8255 or text me 304 Talk 304. I read all the texts. I do. I respond to most and read a few on the air. Friday, that means steam release at 1133, your weekly opportunity to vent. And that includes venting about the host. And the host, speaking in the third person, will not respond. So that's coming up a little bit later in the program. Let's start with this. Yesterday, at this time, we had on U.S. Senator Joe Manchin. We were talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. And Manchin is, uh, of course, he was a principal in that. And uh, he's gotten a lot of criticism for it from the Republicans. And he was uh, explaining what he thinks are the benefits to it. And then when he started talking about problems with the extreme elements of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, and I said, well, then why don't you just switch parties, become an independent? And Manchin said, I'm seriously thinking about it. What was his exact quote? Um, He said, I would think very seriously about that. I've been thinking about it for quite some time. Then I pressed him just to see for sure. And he said, yeah, he's seriously thinking about becoming an independent. And the mansion media world blew up on that, got picked up by major news organizations, caught Gary Abernathy's eye as well. Gary is a former executive with the West Virginia Republican Party, a keen political observer, now a contributing columnist to the Washington Post. He joins us on Metro News Talk via Skype. Gary, good morning. How are you?
2: I'm great, Hoppy. And yes, as soon as I saw the headlines yesterday <clears> – <throat> about Manchin uh, says he's seriously considering, uh, you know, turning to independent, leaving the Democratic Party. I thought to myself, he's been on Hoppy Kirchhoff's show again. <laughs> and Mojo has, has, Hoppy has once again got done an interview with Mojo that has just stirred up the national pot once again. So congratulations
0: well, on that, Hoppy. And uh, I thank you, but I deserve no... In in, in fairness, th- there, is, there is such a hyper-focus on Manchin because of the... F- the split in the Senate, the 2024 election where Manchin is viewed as one of the three most vulnerable senators that candidly, anything Manchin. I think if we had gotten to what Manchin had for breakfast, somebody might've picked it up anyway. Um, But, but thank you. So anyway, I mean, do you, do you take this and and you've been around for a long time, you know, Joe Manchin, do you take this as Manchin just riffing, or do you take this as a serious um, possibility that Manchin We'll go might go independent,
2: yeah, well, a couple of things. I, I think that there are times when 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 Senator Manchin does truly become really exasperated at his own party and, and exasperated at both parties. I do think he has a centrist attitude. I do think he believes in you know, let's work together more than we can, more than we do, kind of in the way we used to do in mm-hmm. this country. I think the frustration is real. I, I personally, I would be very surprised if he ever left the Democratic Party. You know, when I was working in Republican politics in in West Virginia, we would approach him a couple times about, hey, you know, come over to our side because in so many ways you're you're already sharing our Republican uh, beliefs and philosophies. But he would he's always like, no, listen, I've been a Democrat my whole life. My family, what's what I believe in, and he believes in a West Virginia style, old-fashioned uh, Democratic Party. But I also, Hoppy, over the last couple of days, uh, have talked to a lot of people about this. Not, not last couple of days, since you, since it was on your show, and, and this came out yesterday, who um, surprised me with their with their with saying that they would consider voting for Mansion in a presidential contest that featured Trump and Biden and Mansion. I mean, they really aren't confident in Biden's ability to go four more years. Uh, they even if they like trumpism and i talk to republicans even if they like trumpism they're really worn out with trump's drama and they know that's not going to end anytime soon and and joe's just kind of has a, enough of a, an appeal to draw from both sides so but you know as some people fear does that help trump win uh, because it's hard to remember, you know, Perot is, is the one who did best in recent history as an independent. But the, but the books written about great independent politicians in modern history is pretty thin.
0: Yeah, yeah, you might have to go back to Teddy Roosevelt, right, for, uh, yeah. for that. Or uh, and and again, as as we've talked about here, Ross Perot got 18 percent of the vote and got no electoral votes. You got to go back to George Wallace, who I think got five states and 40 electoral votes, 40 plus electoral votes. So yeah, nobody's really done it. No. So so there's the national perspective as as he's being recruited by or talking with uh, the no labels group about this presidential run. But then there's also the state aspect. I mean, he could run for reelection and face either uh, Jim Justice or Alex Mooney. Right now, Jim Justice is the heavy favorite. But if Manchin and Manchin knows, as, as anyone would know, that running as a Democrat in West Virginia for a statewide race is going to be extremely difficult because the state's getting redder all the time. But if you become an independent, and Gary, again, you're very familiar with West Virginia elections, where does that leave you in West Virginia? Because I wrote about this today. There are headwinds to that as well, because uh, if, if Trump is the nominee and Trump is endorsing whoever the Senate nominee is, and if it's Jim Justice and their boys, then you have to figure the vast majority of Republicans are going to go for uh, Jim Justice. And then there's Democrats who would be upset that Mansion left the Democratic Party and uh, left-leaning Democrats. There aren't there aren't that many progressives, but they might come up with their own candidate for the general election. So that would peel off votes. So, so are there votes in West Virginia for an independent? Are there enough votes in West Virginia for an independent for Mansion?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, just out of law. If, if you're talking about him running for president. No, I'm talking president. about no, I'm ta-
0: no, I'm talking about him running for re-election.
2: Okay, as an independent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think that that just splits the Democratic Party vote. I think that Joe running as an independent doesn't gain him any votes that Jim Justice, let's say, is going to get. I don't think that peels off anyone. So then you're just just further, uh, uh, you know, deleting uh, your vote, Um, diluting your vote is Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. So— I, I, that's, that's how I look at that. I think that Joe's only real thought about being an independent is to run for president. And, um, if you, if you do that, you have to ask yourself, what am I, you know, who am I, who am I appealing to as an independent? So it's, it's looking at, look, I probably can't win reelection as a Senator. I'm probably just You know, the polls are so against me. My vote with with Biden on the so-called Inflation Reduction Act is going to hurt me so much. Um, My only shot at staying relevant and doing something is to do the Hail Mary presidential independent run. And that's probably what he's looking at. I can't win. Only if he decides I can't possibly win reelection in the Senate. Then he goes as an independent for president.
0: By the way, Manchin always thinks he can win. You know that.
2: Yeah. So I mean, oh, I mean, I so in,
0: I in in the in the Senate race in West Virginia, if he does run for re-election, he thinks he can win. I mean, he he has yeah. no doubt he could he could beat Mooney if Mooney's a nominee. No, and he thinks he can yeah. beat Justice. So I mean, that's that's the nature of I think successful politicians. They always think they can win.
2: No, you're, you're right. He's he's very confident. He's only lost what one race. One race 96- the, the Charlotte oh, Prid
0: the primary to Charlotte Pridd years ago in the governor's race.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, but I think that he's got to look at saying. You know, I, I mean, let's look at it this way. The right. Senate race is going to be closer than the polls say right now. I mean, if Joe ran for re-election, he's not going to get trounced like the polls today say. No. Because he's going to run a campaign. He's going to remind people of a lot of things, uh, and and he'll do better than that. But I, I think he's really, really in trouble next year and going for that presidential race. And I'm telling you what, with the, with the, with Trump and, and Biden, neither one being popular, neither one are the people, are, are the candidates people really want? I don't know. Let's have some fun. Go for it, Joe. Uh,
0: here's a poll I put <laughs> out today, anecdotal, not scientific. Cinder Manchin says he's seriously considering becoming an independent. Of course, he's a Democrat now. Do you think that would help or hurt his political career? 574 votes in, 27% say help, 32% hurt, and 41% say no change. That's just an anecdotal take on what people are. Sure. Are thinking about uh, are thinking about today. I, I do get the impression. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Well, I'm sorry, but the trouble with running as an independent for president is just that the, the two parties have such structural advantages. Right. They've got these local infrastructures, the get out the vote programs, and, and this is what. It, no matter what polls say right now, you know, even if a poll said, "Yeah, I'd vote for Joe," the stru- when when you actually get down to the campaigning and running the race. Each party has such structural, infrastructural advantages. It's very, very hard for independents to crack.
0: It, it, is, it is very hard. And again, we talked about the electoral vote. It is very difficult. But you know what? You know what the media like? You should know this. You know what the media like? They like oh, yeah. stories and they like new stuff. They like oh. things. And I mean, the media have been writing about Joe Biden and about Donald Trump. And and Manchin would be, at least initially, would be a fresh face, a fresh story. Right. So there would be there would be that, and then you see whether it catches on or not. Right? I mean, maybe because there would be a deluge of stories. Whoever it Manchin or Larry Hogan or somebody else—there would be all these stories, and people like, let's see what the deal is with this. And then maybe it catches on. Maybe it doesn't. But yeah. that would happen.
2: You're entirely right. You're entirely right. He's got, he brings the credibility to the table to warrant that kind of attention. And you're right. The media would just push that storyline, and he would get – so he would not hurt for uh, uh, all the uh, what we call Wait, free media, earned media, uh, that could possibly be available to someone.
0: Yeah. Gary Abernathy, who's a contributing columnist at the Washington Post, former executive with the West Virginia Republican Party. Gary, always good to see you and always appreciate your insights. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Same here. Thanks, Hop. All right. Talk line continues. We'll be right back. Are you
1: tired of joint pain or muscle injuries holding you back? Trust the experts at CAMC Orthopedics and CAMC Orthopedic Trauma for personalized treatment options tailored to your needs. CAMC offers comprehensive orthopedic treatment for all types of pain and injuries. Our specialists provide tailored options from diagnosis to rehab with state-of-the-art facilities for top quality care. Visit camc.org slash orthopedics to learn more. Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kirchival is brought to you by Encova Insurance, encircling you with coverage to protect what you care about most. Visit com to learn more.
0: Talk line from me, Incova Insurance Studios. Text 304-TALK-304-TEXT. 304, 304 Hoppy, don't let Abernathy get away with saying the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. The texter says inflation is dramatically reduced since its passage. He knows this, but pretends it's not fact. I don't agree with that uh, Texter. I agree with Abernathy, and I challenged the senator on that yesterday. And I have not seen very many, if any, people um, uh, opiners economists uh, others suggest that the inflation reduction act is responsible for a drop in inflation from 9% down to 3.2% that that the uh, those who i have read say it's because of of the uh, federal reserve's uh, rise in uh, increasing interest rates and by the way here's somebody who also questioned the impact of the inflation reduction act on inflation here's the quote I wish I hadn't called it that. It has less to do with reducing inflation than it does providing for alternatives that generate economic growth. That's what President Biden said. President Biden said during a campaign fundraiser in Park City, Utah. So even President Biden thinks it was um, ill-named. As as do a lot. As do I. It doesn't matter what I think, but I don't think it was a inflation reduction act. I thought it was uh, putting a lot of money toward. Uh, Any number of economic development projects, a lot of green energy projects, reduce inflation, ah, highly questionable. Just because the cock crows when the sun comes up doesn't mean that the rooster caused dawn. All right. Today, there's a ceremony, a bill signing ceremony in Somersville for the state's newest state park. It's the Somersville Lake State Park. Joining us is Tourism Secretary uh, Chelsea Ruby. Chelsea, good morning. How are you?
4: Good morning, Hoppy. I am so excited.
0: What are you so excited about? What are you so excited about?
4: West West Virginia's 36th State Park, Somersville Lake State Park. I pulled in the parking lot about an hour ago, and there were probably 20 cars of people who had no idea there was an event going on today. This is just a place they climb, and they were here, and those folks and Hundreds of thousands of others who come here every year are now going to get an additional 177 acres of land to explore.
0: So, what is that going? What kinds of things are going to be on this uh, additional acreage for the state park? For what will be, the Summersville Lake State Park.
4: So, right now, immediately opening today on the site, there are a couple of trails. There's a new picnic area. There is an almost heaven swing. Um, and there is access to the rock climbing that's been enjoyed for years and years um, through a lease on this property. So there's additional stuff in a new parking lot, which is really important um, to the folks who live in this area. So all of that's open today, Um, and then we're going to be going through a long process to take some public input um, and get a lot of additional infrastructure here. And when I say infrastructure, what I mean is, Um, access to outdoor recreation. We want to look, how can we add more water sports? How can we add more climbing? How can we add more hiking, biking, camping, those sorts of things?
0: Chelsea Ruby is with us, uh, State Tourism Secretary. You know, Chelsea, this this to me is, and I I am all in on West Virginia uh, promoting itself as a destination. And I think this is another uh, excellent addition in the state. And also, it's right there off 19, and this is a heavily traveled road. A lot of people coming through West Virginia, so maybe now, instead of just coming through, and I think a lot of people stop there anyway, but it can be more of a destination. Fair?
4: Absolutely. This adds additional things for people to do in the region. Um, You've heard me say a million times that we want people who are coming to West Virginia to stay longer, and this gives them something else to do. Um, it is the perfect location Um, when I found out about this property it's been almost two years ago now I immediately called the governor I think he was in some very important meeting that I interrupted and said governor there's this piece of property and it needs to be a state park and he said absolutely it does get it done Um, so I I probably took too long for his patience um, but I am thrilled to death that we've had this great group who has been able to make this happen um, you know, there's been a lot of steps along the way. We've needed legislation. We've received tremendous re- support. Um, and, you know, it's a, a huge team effort, and we're really excited to be
0: here today. State Tourism Secretary Chelsea Ruby signing of the bill today to designate uh, Somersville Lake uh, Recreational Area as the newest state park, the 36th state park in West Virginia. Great location. Congratulations. Chelsea, i would just say this. Just warn everybody uh, to drive the speed limit through Somersville. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I'm
4: I'm with you. I'm okay. with you.
0: All right, all right. Good luck. Have a good day. Enjoy the day. Uh, you always know when you drive through Somersville that people who aren't from here that they're not driving fifty. You almost want to warn them. Hey, you got to drive fifty through here, and Fayetteville to a, to some degree as well. Text copy Biden removes Harris from the ticket as vice president adds Mansion to the ticket for 2024. I believe that's the best chance for Biden re-election. I don't agree with that because Manchin, remember, Manchin's whole thing is, and this, and we're going to get a DC perspective on this in a couple minutes, is that he is out of step with the National Democratic Party. He is not representative of the National Democratic Party. So, and he is seen by many Democrats as an obstruction to Democrats. So you put him on the ticket, and now you have the whole progressive wing of the National Democratic Party, which is much bigger than the progressive wing in West Virginia, going, no, you got to be kidding me. Plus, it'd be like, oh, okay, wait a minute, you put another white male on the ticket? Hoppe, if it comes down to it, and Joe Man- Manchin runs for the Senate. I think he could win. I would not vote for Jim Justice or Alex Mooney at all. If you pay attention to achievements, it's no contest at all, says the texter. And... Look, Manchin, and he was talking about this yesterday, is Manchin would have to convince voters here about what he believes are the myriad benefits of the Inflation Reduction Act. Because since our politics have been nationalized, all the ads, not all the ads, but many of the ads are gonna be Manchin sided with Biden on the Inflation Reduction Act, which et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what he gets hit with. That's what's gonna be hit that's what he's gonna be hit with. Mansion Biden, Biden Mansion in West Virginia, which is which is going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough for him. He's got to find a way, and that's why I I think one of the reasons is he's thinking, you know what? Heck with the D. Let me put an I there if he's going to run for the Senate and see if he has a better see if he got a better chance. Three hundred four talk three hundred four. Uh, let's see what we got here. Hoppy Manchin cannot win the Senate as a Democrat. He would get more state votes for president as an independent. He would be a consideration for me as president over Biden and Trump. I tell you, if you're Joe Manchin, I mean, that has, that has to be intoxicating. Intoxicating. We want you to run for president of the United States. We have money. We have assets. We have organization. That's got to be pretty intoxicating, right? Happy Joe's a joke. He's just standing in the way of Biden bringing good jobs to the state. West Virginia is booming under Biden. But Manchin did support the Inflation Reduction Act, which a lot of these jobs are, are um, linked to. This is Talk Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Talk line from the Incova Insurance Studios in the Dale Miller building. You'll love the odds and the even with the new instant games from the West Virginia Lottery. Fat Five, Wild Six, and Mega Lucky Seven with top prizes totaling $180,000. Picking a number won't be hard. So pick up all three at a West Virginia Lottery retailer today. I I don't think Manchin had gotten the words out of his mouth yesterday on Metro News Talk Line about uh, the fact he was seriously thinking about switching to uh, independent before Alex Bolton of the Hill, had the story posted. He joins us on Metro News Talk. on Alex, good morning. How are you?
3: Uh, doing great, Hoppy. It was a great interview. You made national news. I saw it all over the place yesterday. And uh, big, West Virgin- uh, big West Virginia news on your show. That's what we come to expect.
0: Well, <laughs> Alex, as we say in West Virginia, even a blind hog finds an acorn now and then. So... That's what I cred. But look, uh, you got all over this story and and we've talked about it. We're talking about it from West Virginia perspective. Give me the D.C. perspective. Give me the Capitol Hill perspective on this.
3: Well, the the Capitol Hill perspective is, um, you know, folks let Manchin do what Manchin does because he wins in West Virginia. And and that's what counts uh, as far as they're concerned, because, you know, his seat is critical to the to the Senate uh, Democratic majority. Now, you know, Manchin has flirted with leaving the Democratic Party before, and he is kind of, you know, he has dropped hints here and there. And there, there's been reporting that, you know, he was thinking about uh, becoming an independent even you know back in 2021 when, as you probably remember, you know, he was battling with Bernie Sanders, right. um, you know, in these private Democratic meetings. And, 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 you know, Manchin even threatened in front of the entire Democratic caucus to, you know, to become an independent because he was so fed up with, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders' criticism, and that's when they were fighting over the size of this uh, Build Back Better package. But I thought what was interesting is that, you, you know, you really put the question directly yesterday, and you said, look, you know, you say you don't, you're don't, you not a Washington Democrat, why not become an independent? And I think why it was big news yesterday is I think this is the farthest Mansion has gone in saying that he is seriously thinking about becoming an independent. Now, how does this play in Washington? Well, as long as he runs for the Senate and caucuses with the Democrats and doesn't upset the majority, Senate Democrats, you know, are happy if Manchin, you know, caucuses as an independent. I mean, there are others that do that sure. already. Kirsten Sinema, she's an independent, but she caucuses with the Democrats. Bernie Sanders, independent, caucuses with the Democrats. So if if that's what Manchin's going to do, they're happy with it because it doesn't affect their majority. What they don't want to see him do is run for president as independent, because they think
0: that would hurt Biden. Alex, Alex Bolton's with us from The Hill. Alex, what is his relationship, if you know, with Chuck Schumer? Because I, it seems to me like, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm over here, that it's kind of on again, off again. Uh, is it just Schumer, as you said, understands, look, it's I, I'd rather have Manchin than, than a Republican, uh, or, I mean, what is it? What is it?
3: Well, you know, it, it is a, it is a it's a very good relationship. Okay. I think what Manchin and Schumer have in common is they're both very pragmatic. I mean, they're all about putting points on the board and winning tough political races. I mean, and so, you know, they're not I wouldn't really call either, the, either of them idealists necessarily. I mean, they are they are, you know, practical, transactional politicians. And, you know, Schumer, you know, he he will work with Mansion as you know, as as far as he can to, to get what he wants, and Mansion will work with Schumer to get what he wants. And we, we saw their relationship really on display in twenty twenty one when they when they twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. In twenty twenty two, when they uh, they cut this secret deal to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, right. it was something that caught everyone by surprise. But the fact that they were able to work so closely together, just the two of them, to put together such a massive bill, such an important law, shows that they do have a good working relationship, but it's not without its ups and downs. So, for instance, there was one point where Schumer was just walked away from the table and basically declared the discussion over the climate related provisions dead. And so it seemed like that's when the relationship had a meltdown. But then, basically, you know, and, and I wrote a story about this last year. You know, Manchin kind of called Chuck up and said, hey, you know, how can we get this fixed? And then Schumer was very glad to to take the peace offering and run with it. And they wound up putting something together that was very significant. Now, Manchin is, you know, to the extent he is uh, critical of the Democrats, it's primarily focused uh, towards Joe Biden because he doesn't like the way that this law has been implemented. Right. He feels the administration, as you know, is not doing enough to help fossil fuels. He says it's broken its word on, uh, you know, advancing fossil fuel energies and that they're just totally focused on the environment.
0: Alex, I don't want to be too Machiavellian here, but and I've t- talked to Manchin on air and off air, and, I, and I'm going to take him at his word that that he has moved farther toward this possibility of becoming an independent. But is it also possible, not that this would happen in Washington, but that somebody w- would take a position because, yeah, they might do that or they're or they're looking for leverage. They're looking for leverage.
3: Well, I think I think what I think what Mansion is trying to do is look the, the Democratic brand in West Virginia is a big liability for right, him. I mean, right. If he had an R by his name, um he would win re-election easily. Um and if he had an I by his name, you know, he probably would have a better chance of winning re-election. Just being a Democrat and being associated with the Democratic Party and Kamala Harris and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, I mean, that is just political kryptonite in west virginia so he is doing everything he can to distance himself from that that democratic brand which on your show said plays very badly in in his home state and you know he's trying to say well look i like west virginia democrats i don't know you tell me are there any west virginia democrats left there aren't many
0: not many not many. i mean not there are some but the republicans have passed them it's a deep red state and i think mansion since 2018 when he beat um when he beat uh, um, uh, Morrissey for for Senate, only one other Democrat has won a statewide race. And that was for state treasurer, I think, in maybe twenty, maybe twenty eighteen, and then lost in twenty twenty two, something like something like that. So I mean, it's a deep red state. The, the point being, tell me this, just give me a perspective, because again, we're in West Virginia, and everybody knows Joe Manchin, and we talk with him and about him all the time. But I mean, there is a real fascination. In Washington DC with you guys I don't say that in a pejorative way but with you all about Joe Manchin I mean what is it what is it about Joe Manchin in DC
3: well I mean he knows how to put himself right in the spotlight and I mean he was so critical in 2021 2022 towards getting anything done in Washington I mean he was the guy that decided what got done what didn't get done I mean I can't remember a single senator uh, exercising so much power I mean I've been covering Washington for more than 20 years I don't ever remember a single senator having, especially who's not a leader either. He's not, you know, he's not the leader of the party to have one senator exercise so much leverage and really just change the shape of the legislation. Made him a superstar, and I think you know he doesn't have that same role now because the Senate majority is a little bit different and mm-hmm. the Republicans control the House. But there is that he still has that residual star power, and he knows how to, as I said, put himself in the spotlight. So I think that's why he's talking about this potential third-party bid. It just generates lots of buzz you know you don't know what he's going to do he's unpredictable and um you know he he's a guy that that just people just gravitate to because he kind of keeps them guessing you know you don't <laughs> it's not predictable you never know what he's going to say and he occupies a very unique position too i mean you know this is a state that trump won with nearly 69 percent of the vote right. in 2016 and in 2020 the fact that there's a democrat I'm running for re-election and has a chance. I mean, that is an extraordinary thing. Not many people could pull it off.
0: Alex Bolton, you know West Virginia well. Props to you and props to your coverage there in Washington, D.C. Uh, great follow and a must-read, Alex Bolton at The Hill. Thank you, sir. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you so much. All right, take care. We'll take a break and be back. Talk line continues. We'll return in just a moment.
1: Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kirchival is brought to you by Encova Insurance. Encircling you with coverage to protect what you care about most. Visit Encova.com to learn more.
0: Talk line from the Encova Insurance Studios. Are you ready to advance your career? Workforce West Virginia is here to help you take the next step toward a more fulfilling job. With their customized training programs, you can enhance your skills and knowledge, aligning yourself with high-demand industries. But that's not all. Workforce West Virginia connects you with employers who value your expertise. They will help you showcase your talents and secure that dream career advancement opportunity. So if you're ready to start advancing your career, start with Workforce West Virginia. Visit WorkforceWV.org to learn more. And this outreach campaign is 100% financed with... Federal dollars. So, on this program earlier this week, you heard Mike Caputo, the veteran Democratic lawmaker from Marion County, formerly in the House, now in the Senate, announce he's not running for re election in 2024. That opens up the seat in the 13th Senatorial District. That is part of Marion and part of Montague County, an area that's traditionally been, a, 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 even with redistricting, a Democratic stronghold. Jonathan Board is a Marion County resident who is announcing that he is entering that race uh, for. Uh, first, the Republican nomination, and then to win, win the seat. He joins us on Metro News Talkline. Jonathan, good morning. How are you?
5: Good morning, sir. Doing well. How are you?
0: I'm well. Thanks for coming on. Who are you? Why are you running?
5: Well, I'm I'm running because service is extremely important, and and the truth matters. And the truth is, the 13th district has enormous potential. You know, a lot of people see that as a pass through area along the I-79 corridor and up through 68. Uh, but we have developing towns and cities with access to support like never before and this district needs a strong unified voice in the majority party and that's what we aim to give it
0: so are you and are you a pro-business economic development conservative are you a cultural warrior conservative what kind of conservative are you if you are in fact a conservative
5: yeah i am a conservative and, and and proud of that you know there's listen Legislation, policy, and support that we often talk about doesn't belong to one legislature or or another. It belongs to the people, and and we don't pick winners and losers with the people's money. Uh, so let's be clear: there is no greater driver of economic growth than free and open markets for everyone, not just the privileged few. Uh,
0: Jonathan Board is with us, and he's running for the Republican nomination. Uh, for the state Senate in the thirteenth district, so uh, not and again you 're just getting started in your campaign and not to harass you, but i, I didn 't get a sense there whether your primary interest is on economic development or whether it 's on cultural issues, because frankly, a lot of Republicans in the West Virginia legislature now want to take on uh, cultural issues
5: right so so the work of the people is you know it, it people that have spent time in in legislation and policy realize that despite uh, what we hear, about 80% of, of bills and legislation uh, are generally agreed to, right? We have these passion projects on either end, and I support everyone in having that discussion, and, and I, I certainly sit in some of those areas, but we have to do the work of the people first. And so we've got to focus on that 80% that needs to get done, and we need to take that first, and then we'll absolutely – have these other conversations. I, I don't know if you can say one is mutually exclusive to another. I think it's dangerous to, to separate these things. I think they're often intertwined, but I think that's why we have to be judicious and really smart in how we approach these.
0: Things. What is your background and what you got you interested in politics? Because politics can be a nasty business these days.
5: It certainly can. So, you know, I'm a proud uh, third-generation resident, lifelong resident of Marion County. And uh, we've had a lot of opportunity to to move here and there, but my wife and I have chosen to raise our our four children there in Fairmont uh, and been involved in in politics and and much to uh, maybe uh, even to uh, – we didn't always choose it, but had to be there. My folks actually started that um, and worked on on education freedom for for a lot of folks, and and we started – and supported that and and then I spent some time in d c and and worked on some um, health technologies uh, that we advanced for our veterans and and so it 's a space again that that i don't think that you can ever fully divest yourself from. You have to be involved in this space if if you want to drive good things, and and certainly economic development forward.
0: Yeah, you mentioned economic development a number of times, and you alluded to something earlier I want to ask you about, and that is right now the state is committing millions and millions and millions of dollars, literally, to economic development projects. Now the state would say, state is saying that, well, they're getting something in return, they're getting businesses they wouldn't otherwise get, they're getting um, uh, maybe property if the thing wouldn't work out, that that these are secured investments uh, by the state of West Virginia. Uh, do, you see, do you think that is what government should be doing, or are you concerned that the state is picking winners and losers? What is your take on that as a guy with a business background?
5: Yeah, well, I think it's, I think it's something we always have to be mindful of. I, I, I don't know if we can put all of our eggs in one basket. I think it's got to be a very holistic approach. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm all for creating opportunities for success but then we've got to bolster that and we've got to give people the tools that they need to be successful. It, it, I've always said, you know, when your dad buys you a bike, you might not treat it so well, but when you buy it yourself, you're going to treat it like gold. And so I think there needs to be ownership of these projects, not just, not just handing things off, but, but coming alongside folks. And, and often, uh, you know, certainly we don't want to overlook the mom and pop shops that have been around for a long time in these communities. We've got to support them as well. So, I think it's got to be really broad, and and we've got to be open to the different things than just throwing money around.
0: Jonathan Board, who is from Marion County, and he is uh, running, announcing he's running for the Republican nomination for the state Senate in the 13th district. There's going to be an open seat in 2024 because Mike Caputo, Democrat, is not running for re-election. Jonathan, good to talk to you. Good luck. Thank you for coming on. Thank Thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right, you too and I, so that's board is in as a republican i think the republicans i've talked with are are high on board and they think that they can pick up a seat there joey garcia is a democratic delegate from that district one of the last remaining democrats uh in in the legislature one of 11 or 12 or 10 whatever it is now in the in the house and he may he may he hasn't announced anything he may Run for that seat as well. If so, that would be a that would be a race to watch. That would be a competitive race. All right, talk line continues. We'll return in just a moment. TalkLine from the Encova Insurance Studios in the Miller Building. Do you realize your first line of network security starts with your employees? A link clicked on a bogus email. Or working remotely without a secure connection can wreak havoc on your business. So give your team the easy-to-use security tools they need. Learn more at CityNet.net. CityNet.net. Let me do some texts. And by the way, open uh, open phones, open texts from 11.06 to about uh, 11.18. Hoppy, the truth is, says the texter, that Senator Manchin's career is at an end. Better to lose a presidential bid than lose his Senate seat. He's done great work, but the finish line is near. Well, maybe don't know. Don't know. And I, I, there are pros and cons, clearly, to this presidential run if he runs for president. First is uh, on the pro side, you might win. You probably won't. But you might probably won't. Could. Maybe this time is different than all the other times. Of course, then what? You're the president. Um and also, if you don't think or if you realistically think it would be difficult, extremely difficult to win in your home state, you, that would, you don't want to lose, you know, go out losing in your home state after all those years. So you could say, what the heck? Run for president, have a voice, maybe uh, kickstart or add um, fuel to this middle ground effort in America, this great middle in American and do that. And if you lose, you lose. You went out uh, running for president. And then probably everybody would want to talk to you for the next ten years to get your take on everything, right? The downside is you lose, okay. But more importantly than that, probably because you would expect to lose anyway, is that you get blamed. You get whoever win, whoever loses is going to blame you, right? Whoever loses will blame you. Well, if it hadn't been for Mansion, Biden would have won. If it hadn't been for Mansion, Trump or whatever, whatever because they'll need the loser will need somebody to blame and mansion will get blamed for that this is Talkline on Metro News the voice of West Virginia Welcome back, our number two of talk line on the Metro News Radio Network all across the great state of West Virginia. And coming up at eleven thirty-three, steam release your weekly opportunity to vent and get it off your chest. And you can release steam about the host, and the host will not respond. I love the phone calls. I love it all. I mean, every now and then I'll get a text that gets under my skin, but mostly I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with most, almost all of it, frankly. Um, you know, the ones that dropped the F-bomb, maybe not so much, but text 304. So I got open phones, open text here for the next uh, 15 minutes. Text, Hoppy, I appreciate your humility. Don't sell yourself short. Kind of you to say, I, gotta t- I was thinking about this, and that is, I think that my course in life has been a lot like many of you, and that is four words, worked hard, got lucky, Pretty simple. Worked hard, got lucky. Always worked hard, was raised that way. And by, by hard work, I don't mean, I mean, my hands are soft. I don't do that kind of hard work. I mean, by putting in a lot of hours uh, each day, uh, weekends, those kinds of things. I mean, working hard in this business, uh, not, not mining coal or teaching school, which I think are harder jobs, those kinds of things, but worked hard and got lucky. Work for a great company. Just, I got a mem- note the other day, I didn't even know this. I mean, I knew, but I, I didn't, wasn't aware of it, that this month marked my 47th year with the company. I was stunned by that. Stunned by that. I didn't even, haven't re- hadn't re- even really thought about that. But that's, almost, that's unheard of these days, to be with one company, a media company, that long. Worked hard, got lucky, just like you. Just like you. Hoppy, it's a blind squirrel that finds an acorn, not a blind hog. I've heard it both ways. Regardless, I don't think that my guest had heard that. No, he's a city guy. I'm not sure he'd heard that. So it can't be hog? It's got to be squirrel? Even a blind squirrel gets an acorn? Uh, Let's see. 304 Talk 304. Hoppy, I'm not sure you've addressed this yet. But why aren't there why are there not any substantial number of Democrats left in the West Virginia legislature? What caused the shift? Let's see. Quick summary. Quick summary is that of course Democrats dominated West Virginia politics for 80 years, and didn't have a huge bench. I mean, Senator Byrd, J. Rockefeller, Jennings Randolph, et cetera, et cetera. People served in Democrats served in the West Virginia legislature for years and years. It was a labor-driven state. West Virginia went Democrat in the 1932 election where FDR was elected. Throughout Hoover, whole country went went Democrat, and a lot of the country stayed Democrat. And West Virginia stayed New Deal Democrats for—New Deal Democrat for 70 years. Then a couple things happened. The 2000 election, where Al Gore was very concerned—what took on environmental causes was anti-coal, didn't pay any attention to West Virginia— And George W. Bush did. George W. Bush did. And Bush carried West Virginia and and won the election. Uh, Also, Shelley Moore Capito, uh, I think, won for the first time a a congressional race in 2000. And she established a, you know, foothold, political foothold. And then uh, Capito was tireless in trying to get, along with the Republican Party, get other candidates. Republicans did a good job recruiting candidates. National Democratic Party moved farther to the left, farther to the left. Republicans uh in some instances moved farther to the right but they did a better job recruiting candidates and west virginia went uh went deep red there's more to it but that gives you some idea uh that's that's kind of how it happened and now and and the problem for democrats is once it starts to spiral down how do you get it back because now you have people who have been lifelong democrats and are going i can't win i can't win and the argument is i can't do anything if I don't get elected and I can't get elected if I'm a Democrat. And that's what it used to be for the Democrats. I mean, for the Republicans in West Virginia, years ago, Republicans are like, I, I'm, I'm really kind of a, Repo- I'm kind of a Republican, but I can't get elected as a Republican. I guess I'll run as Democrat. So West Virginia's we had this real broad Democratic Party. He had, had leftist, liberal, progressives, and you had really conservative Democrats. You had pro-life Democrats and pro-business Democrats. It was really a huge tent, and the election was the primary. Now the election is the primary for. Republicans. And I, how do Democrats get it back? I don't know. But it's going the wrong way for them. Let's go to Bob in Charleston. Hi, Bob. Welcome in. What do you got for us, Bob?
3: Hobby, uh, I heard, heard a lot about the uh, property tax credit against income tax. And yes, I may be l- the last to know, but has anyone
0: said whether or not that is a refundable credit? That is a credit on your taxes. That's a credit on taxes owed. OK? So you well, fill out go question, ahead.:
3: Is it a refundable credit for people who don't owe tax but could still get their uh, car
0: tax back? Here's how that would. if you don't owe tax if you don't owe any taxes. If you owe taxes, it's a credit on taxes owed. If you don't owe any taxes, if you do a refund, even if you're not do a refund, if it zeroes out, you are entitled to that money back. You'll get that when you file your ta- your 2024 taxes in early 2025, okay? So let's say you have no tax liability. Let's say for whatever reason you have no state tax liability, you don't owe any state taxes, and you it's early 2025, you're filing your taxes, and you paid your car tax, uh, you've paid your car taxes for 2024, then you're going to get a refund. You will get a refund is how I understand it. I guess I'll send you a check. I'm not sure how it's going to be done, but you will do you will you will be due a refund. I hope that answers it. I know that the uh, there's more information on the tax website. That's how I understand it to be. If you don't owe any taxes, um, then you'll be do a refund, and if you do a refund, you'll get that tacked on top of it. But you won't be able to apply for that until early twenty twenty five when you fill out your twenty twenty four taxes. Tax three hundred four. Talk three hundred four. Happy Jonathan Board is a great individual. That might be a that will be a race to watch if Joey Garcia gets in, because that's been a Democrat. I haven't looked at it That's been a Democratic district been a democratic district. It's part of Monongalia, part of Marion County. And um, that will be a that'll be a good race. Hoppy don't cherry pick quotes the rest of what Biden said. And so we're now in a situation where if you look at what we're doing in the Inflation Reduction Act, we're literally reducing the cost of people being able to make their make their basic needs. Even when there is inflation, there's a way to provide breathing room. He literally is talking about the IRA bringing prices down, which is a reduction in inflation. I, this, t- to argue that is, I, I, don't know, I don't know why you would go there on that. Because, you know, I read the Wall Street Journal, I read the New York Times, I read the Washington Post, read the Washington Examiner, I read the editorials, I, I don't see anybody Anybody. I, I read the report from the Congressional Budget Office. I don't see anybody saying, boy, the Inflation Reduction Act really brought down inflation. Thank goodness for that. I just don't see that. I think the CBO report said that the Inflation Reduction Act would, would in, reduce inflation by a, a fraction, one-tenth of one percent. That's not what reduced inflation. Not an economist, but the consensus is it was the, it was the, um, raising of the, the, the Federal Reserve raising the interest rates. I would not die on that hill. I would not die on that hill. Be there are plenty of West Virginia Democrats. They just changed party affiliation the last few years. Well, but also, not every, not every Democrat who became a Republican became a Republican to run for office. Look at registration. I think registration is now like 37 38% Republican 31, 32 percent; Democrat 21, 22 percent; No party affiliation, uh, independent. I mean, Republicans have just—they just—they just keep expanding the lead. And you look at the growth, uh, the primary growth county, like Berkeley County, fastest growing county in the state, a Republican county. So more people there, are Republican. 304 talk, 304. Uh, Hoppy, to me, justice has no moral compass or guiding principles. Justice is most likely to have trouble being physically present at the Capitol. Well, uh, I know justice has trouble getting around. He has neuropathy. It's, It's hard for him to get around. But you know what? If Dianne Feinstein can be a United States senator, the bar for getting around the Capitol is pretty low. Text 304, talk 304. This is a steam release. That's not till 1130. Hang on for that. Abby, what's your thinking about the recent revelations about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas? I was talking about this last night with my wife, and I read a little bit about it this morning. This is what I think. That if you are a U.S. Supreme Court justice, which is an incredibly powerful and important and prestigious position, that you ought to keep it on the down low, that you should not be hobnobbing and flying around on private jets, hobnobbing with billionaires who may in some effect have cases before you. You should should really keep it on the down low. I'm not saying you have to be a hermit or a Jesuit. I'm just saying you should just just be uh, judicial, judicial you know what um just that just don't don't take these private plane private jet big extravagant trip you have a responsibility i'm not saying you can't live your life but you have a responsibility to live up to the expectation of the public to be above the fray to be an independent voice to not be susceptible to the trappings that are out there and just just lay low, just lay low. And I think that Clarence Thomas has, um, has violated what I would call a moral principle of somebody in that position. That's what I think. Talk line continues. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kirchable is brought to you by Encova Insurance, encircling you with coverage to protect what you care about most.
0: Visit Encova.com to learn more. Talk Line from Encova Insurance Studios. Welcome, Jared Halpern, Fox News Radio in Washington, as we used to say. Good morning, Jared. How are you, sir? I'm well. Good morning to you. So this just happened. Uh, notably, curveball you here. I guess a judge just said in this Trump case mm-hmm. that uh, Trump has that his right to free speech is not absolute. But that just happened. Are you up the speed? Yeah, on Yeah,
6: I'm, I'm not obviously in the courtroom. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting some
0: notes from our producer who
6: is. This okay. is the um, hearing that was set by uh, District Judge uh, Tanya Chutkin in the A trial against the former president over the election interference uh, counts, right? And so what they're trying to do is uh, craft what's called a protective order. Um, It's not a gag order, but what it does is it sort of sets parameters for how much of the evidence that is provided to the defense um, can be discussed publicly. Um, One of the concerns from prosecutors uh, is that um, as the defense Uh, is able to look at the evidence through discovery um, that it could put if talked about publicly uh, witnesses um, in jeopardy it could taint a jury pool it could put prosecutors at risk and so that's what they're trying to prevent these are pretty normal in these types of cases but of course this takes on a very unusual component when you consider that the defendant here is, is running for president has made these indictments sort of central to his uh campaign and so Uh, The judge here is listening to arguments from both sides, asking questions, trying to to figure out sort of what the scope of a protective order should be. Now, notably, she did side um, with attorneys for for Trump in sort of suggesting that a looser version of the protective order uh, is probably in line, that the prosecution here had asked for a pretty restrictive order, one that that basically would have covered – most, if not all, of the evidence and testimony um, that is part of their case, uh, the judge said, Well, you know, why w- shouldn't it only be the quote unquote sensitive uh, areas, yeah. right? But now they have to define what sensitive yeah. is. Yeah. And in that case, um, the judge may hold a little bit more sway with the prosecution in trying to figure out sort of what's deemed sensitive, what's not deemed sensitive. But the idea that the First Amendment, that free speech isn't limitless, is not groundbreaking right, know, right, right. Uh, legal precedent here. I mean, you and I, as broadcasters, don't have unfettered free speech. We, right. we have, we're have we subject to libel and slander and incitement of, of violence or incitement of a riot, um, you know we can't just say whatever we want much as sometimes we'd like to
0: <laughs> well I, I, this is this is this is a tough this is this is a tough it's going to be tough to find that line And I hate Mm -hmm. to say this as a talk show, but I I see both sides here. I mean, the the free speech protections are extremely broad, and he's Donald Trump is running for president of the United States, so uh, you know he has to have a lot of latitude here. At the same time, there's a difference between—I'm not suggesting he would do this—but there's a difference between him addressing the allegations against him and saying they're false, and I look forward to you know disproving all this in court. Whatever he might say, as opposed to something like. if those jurors side against me, there's going to be hell to pay, you know, so. Well, I mean, what,
6: what what prompted this, at least the quickness of it, was that post last week right. from Trump that said, if you come after me, I'll come after you.
0: Right, right.
6: That's what the prosecutors were like, whoa, let's, <laughs> what does that mean? That's really vague. Um, and so their worries are that those types of comments um, could become riskier once the defense has, um, you know, testimony, uh, grand jury testimony from from potential witnesses.
0: The other thing is that, and I would think if you're Trump, you would want, because I would expect that the Trump team would, whenever they got evidence the prosecution has, because through discovery, that they might yep. try to try, the, quote unquote, try that in the uh, you know, court of public opinion. You know,
6: yeah. it- and one of the things that the judge has said here is that this is a defense that needs to be argued in this courtroom, not on the internet.
0: Mm. Because that would be like if the prosecution says we have evidence of this, and then Trump uh, goes out and says, "Well, they're saying this, but I'll tell you this, and this is false because this." Yeah, and I mean so- they don't.
6: I mean, obviously, listen. There's nothing usual about this case. But <laughs> yes, right. One of the and we've talked about that, right? And one of the worries is, you know, you don't want this to play out, um, sort of on a minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day basis. Right? right. That's not how how trials operate, and they don't want kind of strategic leaks from either side. Now, obviously, the defense team says the prosecution has already done that. That's one of their, their arguments here. Um, they also argue, uh, the defense attorneys here in this hearing, that they don't want their client, they don't want the defendant, the, the former president, to be hauled in the court every single time he says something that the prosecution deems violates this order yeah. that the judge put
0: down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, that's that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Don't I mean, listen,
6: I, this is not an enviable job, I think, for this judge. Um,
0: I mean, how would you – um, you, do you have to go through, like, every – like, okay, you can talk about this, you can't talk about this, you can yeah, talk about I mean, this, I you think, can't talk about
6: this. And I think that's one of the concerns, too, here, right, is that, like, let's – as you define sort of, well, you know, we're going to protect sensitive material. And, and I think both sides agree to that, right? That, that's what you've seen the defense. The okay. defense has said we're happy to do this for sensitive material, but what the prosecution's calling sensitive is way overreaching. Yeah, um, and yeah. the judge seemed to agree with that and said, "Yeah, it seems to be pretty big here. Why?" Um, and so uh, that's going to be sort of defining what that is. Um, and remember, there are conditions here um, on Trump's quote-unquote release. Right when he was arraigned last week, um, one of the conditions was that he is not allowed to talk about the case with known witnesses.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Um. You know that could be a lot of people within his orbit.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, it, it, when he speaks though in the in the public domain, mm-hmm. it could be he could be sort of speaking to witnesses. You know, that way. I mean, boy, yeah, I mean,
6: listen, he's allowed to speak to me. I should clarify, he's not allowed to talk about the case. Okay,
0: witnesses. Yeah, Jeez. with known witnesses. Jeez, obviously, okay. you can
6: have conversations with like.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever you want, yeah.
6: but you, he's not allowed to talk about the facts of the case.
3: Right.
0: Okay. With known
6: witnesses. Right. I, I should have been more clear. No, that's
0: fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right. All right, man. Well, we were going talk about something else, but this just broke, so that's.
6: Yeah, no, listen, it's fine. We were going to talk a little about Iowa, but Iowa's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> have you been to the Iowa
6: State Fair? I
0: have not, but it sounds man, like it'd so be much. fantastic. I'm, a little
6: jealous I'm not there this week and open this week. I always gain between five and ten pounds when I'm yeah. up there for a few days, fried um, butter and. Love the butter sculptures. Obviously, the butter cow is like the, the showcase, but there's a whole uh, display of a bunch of butter um, sculptures. And I understand that the big one this year—who was the uh, woman's Iowa basketball player? Caitlin?
0: Yeah, Smith? yeah, Kate, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, talk. I'll Google there's it. There's one quick. of her. Oh, the okay. One of her. So, well, I'm sorry you're not go. there. Why, why didn't you get just? Why didn't you get sent there? What the heck, man? You got seniority. I'm going. <laughs> couple, to, I mean, there, a there's a lot of political my news. Site uh, here.
6: There's, a couple of other things on my plate here well
0: there's a lot of political news there all the candidates are there going to be there candidates are there all right all right i mean
6: then we wouldn't have been able to talk about what the judge is saying here in washington
0: well that's that's true that's true all right jared halpern uh fox news in washington thanks jared we appreciate it thanks for the update and jared handling the fastball because that story is just developing judge saying that trump's right to free speech is not absolute all right back with steam release next this is talk line on metron is the voice of west virginia Uh, getting a lot of pushback on the blind hog reference. Consensus seems to be blind squirrel night, not blind hog. Alrighty, Friday at 11 time for Steam Release here on Talkline. I don't care if
1: Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and too.
0: Thursday, I don't care about you. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Tech team says, Hoppy, if you had Dr. Townsend for statistics back when you were at WVU, you'd know it was blind squirrel. Kind of like Blind Hog. I'm sorry. All right. It's time for Steam Release, your weekly opportunity to vent and get it off your chest. What is it that you need to say? What is it that needs to be put out there by you? And the whole point is to make you feel better. And look, I have this show, and for nine and a half hours a week, I get to I get to do what I want to do. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And I, I doubt if you have that opportunity to say what you want to say, although if you only knew what I... Oh, that I didn't say, it'd be. Nevertheless. So, what is it that you want to say? 1 800 765 8255, 1 800 765 TALK, text me 304 TALK 304. Love the phone calls, love the texts, keep it tight, text, phone call, whatever. And I will not argue with you. I will not argue, we will not have a debate. This is all about you venting or saying what needs to be said. If it's about me, a criticism of me, I will not respond. I will not respond. I'll take it like a spanking to a bad, bed donkey. 1-800-765-8255. Text me, 304-TALK-304. And again, just try to keep it tight if you can. Text team. The incorrect signs in the Dunbar-Charleston I-64 construction zone have been taken down. However, they were just laid along the roadway pavement. Be careful, says the texter. Hoppy, my steam is that the following politicians are a disgrace to West Virginia. Alex Mooney, Mike Stewart, Patrick Morrissey, Craig Blair, Mac Warner. Thank you, says the steamer. Hoppy, without the cooperation from parents, teachers don't stand a chance of turning around the state of education in the state. Berkeley County has a shortage of about 50 full-time teachers. Young people don't want to become teachers anymore. I don't blame them. Thanks, says the person releasing the steam. Hoppy, the Biden ticket. Biden is the sickest blankety-blank in history, and his wife was killed by a drunk truck driver when it was her fault. Told a Gold Star mother whose son was killed in Afghanistan that he knew how she felt as Bo had come f- home in a flag-draped coffin, says the texter. Hoppy, they say COVID's on the rise again. Does this mean all of us unvaccinated are going to die again? Says the texter. Hoppy, my steam is our country's going to socialism because people allow themselves to be deceived by the biased media, double standard of justice. Biden, Biden sold out to China, documents in his garage with no right to them, but he's not indicted. But he's not indicted. Cocaine in the White House, transgender party at the White House, says the texter. Text steam, Hoppy, my full steam is still the Dunbar police can murder a man and still be on the police force. How is that possible? Okay, let's go to phone steam at one 800 Hi, Charlie, what's your steam? Hey,
3: my steam is I've been around this world a couple times, and I just wish the people of this country would focus on making the best country in the world even better instead of tearing it down and
4: building something else, and I don't know what.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. You got your steam on. Let's go to Robin. Hi, Robin. What's your steam?
5: Copy. I liked your column last week about immigrants. Okay, yeah, I'm internally sympathetic. Uh, three quick points. Uh, immigrants seem to add to the economic dynamic of a country. That's Paul Krugman's opinion. Uh, secondly, this is the first year the United States will import more food than we export. Disgraceful. And as a farmer in Ohio said, we're either going to import workers or we're going to import food. Americans will not work in the fields. Also, these people, last point, are more entrepreneurial and they're uh, less likely to commit crimes than native born Americans. Thank you for your column. I thought you made uh, some really good points.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Steam release rolls on. And George, George, what's your steam? The baby killers in Ohio won this round so far on that vote about the amendment,
4: but later on, something's bound to come up that they don't like that wins with 55%. Then
0: they'll be sorry, although not as sorry as they'll have to be when they explain all this to God later on. Got it, sir. Let's go to Nash. Hello, Nash. What's your steam?
1: Hey, Hop. Just
3: uh, no steam, really. Just want to weigh in on this squirrel hog thing. Yes, Blind squirrels, blonde hogs, low-key big hogs, does it really matter?
0: Got it, sir. Your steam is next at 1-800-765-8255. Text me 304-TALK-304. Uh, did you know WVU Medicine is the exclusive health care provider for WVU Athletics? The WVU Sports Medicine Center it cares for athletes of all sports and all ages, from weekend warriors to your favorite mountaineer athletes. Their goal is to help everyone get back to their highest level of activity possible, whether that means returning to a two-mile daily jog or reporting to practice with the Mountaineers. Visit wvumedicine.org sportsmed. That's wvumedicine.org sportsmed. More steam coming up. You're next at 1-800-765-8255. 1-800-765-8255. homage there to robbie robertson Down deep in the heart of the lonely stage right by uh by the band okay uh one 800 text me 304 talk 304 for steam let's go to ben in Monongah. hi ben what's your steam good morning west virginia you know we don't have rockefeller anymore and we don't have bird anymore there's not a whole lot that people
6: would really look out for the state like mr mansion does so i will be proud to have a a senator or whomever from the state to be the president of the United States. I think everybody needs to get on board and start, you know, uh, supporting this man to represents the great state of West Virginia. Wake up,
0: West Virginia. You got it, Ben. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Tanya. Tanya, what is it that must be said today?
4: Bye-bye, Mike Caputo. Don't let the door kick you on the way out.
0: Got it. 1-800-765-8255. Text me. 304-TALK-304. Phone lines uh, open for you. Let me do some steam. I mean, some text. Hoppy, hogs eat acorns, too. I always heard hog, says the steamer. Wow, way behind here. Text, Hoppy, you need to bring up UFOs and all the news they've been making recently. Bob Laser was telling the truth. Love your show, and you on Three Guys have a great weekend says the texter. Hoppy, stop Trump from talking. Put him in jail until he goes to court. team. There's a lot of smoke around Joe bribin' with Russia-China collusion. Trump will win West Virginia in 2024, no matter what. The more witch-hunting the Democrats do, the more determined I am to vote for him. And so will most West Virginians. Text, when are we going to get an update on Mooney's multiple campaign finance investigations? Is Bill Elenfeld not doing his own investigation? Hoppy, the phrase is actually even a blind hog finds an ear of corn every once in a while. Text team, more on. Text team. Time for America to embrace a third party and go Mountaineers. Let's go to Mike. Hello, Mike. What's your steam, Mike? Well, I got to tell you, last Friday, August 4th, it was announced that W Medicine repealed its COVID
5: vaccine requirement for employees and new hires. We heard this primarily from WBOY, WTRF, WVNS. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't hear this from this radio station or Dominion Post. You know, the newspaper that has the W Medicine logo on the front page, top left on every
0: newspaper. Got it. Thanks. Let's go to Bill. Hi Bill, what's your steam?
3: Hey Hoppy, doesn't matter what Joe Manchin says, okay? The gasoline prices you've said many times, up and down seventy nine, you see the sign. Anything that comes on a truck is gonna have to pay the fuel prices. Any airplane ticket, you're going to have to pay because of the fuel prices. Saudi Arabia is in charge of the American gasoline and diesel fuel, jet fuel pricing right now. It will not go lower before next year. It'll probably go higher. So it doesn't matter how Joe Manchin's politics are. What does matter is what Joe Biden's
0: politics are Next May. Thank you, sir, for the steam. Let's go to Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. What's your steam?
3: Hi. Hoppy, you have a commercial on your station with the West Virginia Lottery and the car warranty. That commercial is more annoying than a pig trying to steal a squirrel's nuts. one
0: 800 Text team 304-TALK-304. Let's do some text. Hoppy, they're all crooks. Trump is still the best man for the job by far. Text team. A reminder to the people of West Virginia: Ninety-six percent of fentanyl comes in from points of legal entry. A majority of West of American citizens. Hoppy, forget the blind pigs and squirrels. Save the spanked donkey. Text team, State Doh put a sign on Van Vorst Road saying "Warning: High Water." I guess fixing the problem that has been going on for fifteen years is too much for them. My steam is people don't understand what the inflation rate is. An inflation rate is year every year. So 3% is 3% higher than last August, which was 9% higher than the August before. There's a reason we have to have two jobs to survive in this economy. Hi, Tom in Fairmont. Tom, what's your steam?
2: Poppy, the old expression
0: is, I heard it 50 years ago, a blind hog will find an acorn if he roots long enough. I've never known a squirrel to do any rooting. Thank you, sir. Let's take a break and be back. 1 800 765 8255. 1 800 765 T A L K. Text me 304 Talk 304. 304 Talk 304. We'll be right back. Stay with us. from the Incove Insurance Studios in the Dale Miller building. You'll love the odds and the even with the new instant games from the West Virginia Lottery. Fat 5, Wild 6, and Mega Lucky 7. With top prizes totaling $180,000, picking a number won't be hard. So pick up all three of these games at a West Virginia Lottery retailer today. Okay, let's do some text teams. At 304 Talk 304. Steam Hoppy, do you see any issue? with using a no-knock search, flash grenades, and a SWAT team to stop a 75-year-old man with obvious mental illness, or should they just wait until he leaves his house to go shopping to take him down? Hoppy, I'm a farmer, and you are exactly right. It's definitely blind hog, says Phil. Hoppy, I had to share this. Tonight and tomorrow night, The LaBelle Theater in South Charleston will be screening the surprise hit film, Sound of Freedom. They're doing it for free. A huge thank you to former Mountaineer fullback and Charleston attorney Mark Plants and his law office for paying for all the tickets this weekend. Bring your families and join us for Sound of Freedom. It's free uh, tonight and tomorrow. Both screenings are at 630, says the texter. Hoppy, yes. To the idiot that just texted and called about illegals good for the country, obviously he doesn't watch the news and see the billions of taxpayer dollars spent on housing them in the most expensive hotels with the finest meals and health care. Yeah, we all have our own opinion, says the texture. i blind, squirrel, blind, hog, who cares? I'd be really happy if the Department of Justice returned to justice that was blind as opposed to the targeting of Donald Trump and Republicans while turning a blind eye toward anything Biden. Happy, the first thing the third world countries did in South America when Biden opened the borders was open prison gates and send prisoners north. So we're not, so they're not immigrants we're getting, we're getting inmates, says the texter. Hoppy, Steam release is nothing but commercials. Pitiful. My Steam is about WVU, eliminating all foreign language programs and many other liberal arts programs. Do we want WVU just to be a vocational school with great sports teams? And no longer a full-fledged university that provides a well-rounded education to all students? Liberal arts are supposed to be part of the education process. My son just graduated with an English BA that requires two years of foreign language. Hoppy, I can't believe people are still falling for Trump the con man. I guess he really brainwashed these people very well. Hoppy, love the stage fright bumper music. Garth Hudson is the last remaining member of the fine band. Hoppy, they're putting chemicals in the water that's turning frogs gay. 20 years of carbon reduction, cleansing, in automobiles and power plants were wiped out in one year by Canadian wildfires, says the texter. Happy Jefferson County's blue, and Berkeley will go blue as northern West Virginia, D.C., Baltimore continues to move to Berkeley. Hoppy DeSantis, 2024, time to move on. Text 304, talk 304. Let me get a couple more in here. Hoppy, finally a caller on steam release. Reminds me of the old steam release days. Fellow Republicans, Donald Trump is a loser. Get over him, and let's get someone that can actually beat Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Hoppy, the hog squeal thing is hilarious. Thanks. I don't think we did a squeal. Hoppy, why do all these people fixate on Hunter Biden's laptop? and the few millions he made while ignoring the $2 billion that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump are reported to have received from the Saudis while working in the White House. How can someone say with certainty how the fentanyl is coming across the border? Asked the steam releaser. Next Friday, we should debate which came first, the chicken or the egg. Happy, even a blonde Democrat votes for the right person every now and then. How many more legal and ethical violations need to be revealed about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas before he's disciplined or even impeached? Really, Hoppy Machiavellian, you've got more in common with Ronald McDonald than you do with Machiavelli. (laughs) And we'll end on that note. All right, thanks for tuning in, not only today, but all week. Have a safe weekend. We'll regroup Monday morning at 10.06. For the crew, I'm Hoppy Kirchival. This has been Talkline Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle
2: up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.